What is up? We are back at you with our Purple Oath, baby. This is episode six. I know we just hit you with one yesterday, but you know, we had some stuff we needed to talk about today, and I wanted to run through some things with you, and I was hoping that you'd want to listen to. So, here goes nothing. Hopefully my uh, trusty old software here can handle two things going at once. But we're going to do something a little different for you today. We are going to tell you about the story of Carol Horn. And it's going to be a little different. And we heard I heard an interview on Here and Now on the NPR uh, radio station uh, that I listened to. So shout out to Here and Now for this interview, and we're just going to let you listen to this interview, and then we're going to talk about it after. So. All right, so I guess, never mind, uh, Anchor and Apple and everyone. If you want to check out that interview, Go. head on over to uh, Here and Now. Let's see if we can check out what episode it is. See if we can check out what episode it is. Sorry about that. This thing is technical difficulties. It's, it's on NPR here and now. Um, yeah. The episode is called Fired Police Officer Wins Back Her Pension. In <coughs> Squirrel Week. You can find it on here and now. It's an NPR station on WBUR Boston, I do believe. Uh yeah, go check that out, guys. Uh, we, <coughs> me and Devin found it. We're, we're gonna the, uh, talk about it now, though. Kind of uh, eye opening, to be truthfully honest. That was... It happened all the way back in what? What did she say? Two thousand four. And I don't think anyone has heard about it. No one knows about it. And if something was done about it, I think some people would be still be alive. Like Eric Gardner, George Floyd. George Floyd. And no, so that whole interview brought up some good points that I, um, well, she said, first off, the interviewer had said that the officers had exchanged punches. Story tells otherwise, the one aggressive officer swung at, it was a Caroline. Yeah, or uh, what? What? What's her name again? Carol, Carol Horn. Carol Horn. Yeah. Um, so the one aggressive officer swung and hit Carol. She squared up, ready to throw fifty cuffs, but then two other officers intervened and said no. Not mind today. you, there is a suspect in the middle of his legs. Mind you, so, yeah, suspect on the ground. He punched her right. with a suspect in the middle of his legs because she was trying to stop him from choking him, which she did. So she was successful right. in stopping stopping yeah, stopping absolutely. him from him stopping him from being choked. Um, and it it goes 
it made me think back to the whole incident and why that the whatever Chauvin last name Derek Chauvin Derek Chauvin like why he had his knee on the neck for one yeah and then for nine minutes like my biggest my biggest thing is why was your knee on the neck because you have if you just adjust your body whole 90 degrees and lay like diagonally like across the neck this way you have control over them there well and not to mention the same thing she said about there's and all the bystanders you have them in handcuffs and you have backup yep there is why do you feel the need to be aggressive and sit on his neck or beat on a suspect he wanted to feel like a man See, and I don't even think that's what it was. <coughs> Something fucked up was going through Derek Chauvin's head to sit there while all those people were recording him, telling him to get the fuck off of him, and to just sit there. And then he sat there on the video. You can tell he sat there for another fucking minute or two while fucking Floyd, you could tell he was dead. You could tell his body was lifeless. He lifeless. was unconscious. And then the fucking... Uh, defense tried to come in with a retired medical doctor that said Floyd most likely died from like cardiac arrest from heart problems. Not from not from being asphyxiated. Pretty much choked out. Having someone put their body weight Um, on your neck. So let's go back to Carol in her interview. She said that the officer was fine. He had finally been arrested. Yes. But he didn't, he wasn't arrested for what? For the Carol incident. For the Carol incident. Yes. But he had a history of being an aggressive police officer. Right. So he was able to get away with countless times of being aggressive. Yes. Unnecessarily. Yes. Then you also so then you also have Derek Chauvin um his record. Yeah. Because oh don't don't forget Derek Chauvin has a record two people. Laundry list of complaints um, about the man too. Fuck no! Where is it? Where is it going at this point? Um, oh, my note right here: power of the police. <laughs> like he's got notes the, right there. Just Need the it. power of the police, right? You had two separate incidences. Now Derek Chauvin, obviously, he's he is on trial. No, it died. My beautiful face. Oh no. My beautiful face. Your beautiful face. What's on you? The preview is on you? Yeah. Um, no, it's on you. The program's on you. Um, but, so it, it just makes me question the power of the police, like I was saying. Um, Derek Chauvin, obviously, he's on trial. And 
he better have everything in the book thrown at him that's po- possibly th- can be thrown at him. He better get convicted. Um, oh, he 100% should be convicted. Um, He's being tried for second and third degree murder. And then there's... The incident back in 2004 with Carol, right? Where he had gotten off and she was let go because she was trying to do her duty. Save someone's life. Save yeah. someone's life. Yeah. Um, it, where's, where's the fairness in the politics there? No doubt. In any of it. Well, and she said, like she said in her interview, it's so hard when you cross when you try and cross that blue line or that blue wall. About like, if you try and go to court with like your police department or something, dude, you are going to run into a hailstorm of. People you thought you, you called you buddies, called friends and brothers and sisters, just turn their back on you because it's a it's a it's a code, it's a blue code. And even people like me and you that aren't even cops know that, so know that. We can just agree that the cops are are the mob are a mob. Well, they were started. Let's go back to the history. Police officers were started and began to chase down runaway slaves. It's when they were established. It's yep. what they were created for. And then people wondered in the 60s why the fuck they were so racist. It's like, well, come on now. It's rooted in racism. It's rooted in going to chase down people who were slaves. Mostly black people. Sorry, African American. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It's one of those things, like, they had... Like, I was listening to CPR today, and they had a they had a guy on, an African-American man, who said... He started off his his, his interview with saying, I'm, I'm afraid for my 11-year-old son growing up. And he was saying that he lives in Minnesota, and he has seen year after year after year after year... Legislation change, but nothing fucking change. Fucking, and then people wonder why the the ghettos and the housing and the people and the families all stay the same because they've never put no money towards trying to make the jobs in the area better. Right, but you also got to look at. <clears throat> oh, is it? Let me let me let me see because if it's who I think it is, it makes hundred percent sense um Minnesota he was talking about how he's been part of legislation and he's trying to get legislation changed in Minnesota to where they can build new roads and build new bridges and have work to do and it's not work that's outsold to companies that live in fucking uh Wisconsin or shit. You know what I mean? Like, he was talking... Like, it made so much sense. It made... Like, he was... 
He was saying, I have firsthand experience. I have firsthand knowledge. I have not left this neighborhood. I see it for myself. There's no jobs out here. All the f- Everything is run down. There's nothing for these teenagers to do. They have to leave. They have to drive 30, 45 minutes, even an hour to go to, go to work to get out of their neighborhoods to go get a job. And he was saying a lot of people just would rather... He was saying a lot of these teenagers think it's easier to just sell drugs. He was saying, I mean, at at a point, I mean, how much does it cost for a teenager to fill their tank of gas? I mean, it's... I mean, you're filling your tank of gas Uh, every... You're you're filling your, your tank of gas once or twice a week if you are driving... 30 minutes to an hour to work every day. I mean, you're putting... 50 bucks. You're putting your money... If if you have a little Honda, little Cavalier, little Ford Escort. No, that's like a Chrysler, actually. But mo- some kids, I mean, you get that fucking hand-me-down old Cadillac or old so, pickup truck or something, it, it, and it, it doesn't it makes, get very good gas It makes now. sense... It makes sense why um, the gentleman you were speaking of, how he's afraid that his son's, um, for the life his son's grown up in, and how he's first, oh, I didn't mention first this. Hand. He he had also had a friend of his, uh, one of his good friends, die at the hand of, hands of a police officer in a traffic stop. So, I mean, he he had he's semi-traumatized. So you know, I'm gonna first say it since 1975, 1976, Minnesota's been voting Democrat. So they're they're one same is, with Illinois. Same with so their one is gonna lie part of the issue. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say that. Um, the other part of the issue is we can also we we can agree that. I don't know the circumstance of the shooting, um, but any traffic stop that results in a shooting is unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- that's what, another thing the guy just talking about. He was saying that these these things people are getting pulled over should be secondary things that you notice when they're already pulled over for something they did wrong. He said, you shouldn't be pulling people over for a cracked windshield or something hanging in the rearview mirror or fucking expired tags or a taillight. It's good. It can. It just raises stop, the stop chances. Stop pulling them over for some petty shit. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty and much exactly pull them what over, he was saying. Pull them over if they're doing 10, 15 miles, no, miles an hour over or yeah. if they run that stop sign, if, that, if they run that red light. Yeah, some kids doing donuts in like, the school parking lot. That's who you pull over. No. <laughs> no, Devin's on those Because I'm one of those. We're doing it in a controlled environment. Don't God, school's not in. The parking lot's empty. Come on, Popo. You're the one that got me arrested. Oh, no, I would. <laughs> I vouch for you on that. I vouch for you on that. He doesn't. 
I'm kidding because I never did that here in Colorado. See, mo- most cops, oh I my, think, oh in my. that situation would pull you over and be like, "Oh no, it depends." Please on the- be safe and don't do that anywhere other than right there. Oh right. <laughs> and and first of all, or and second of all, you're loud, so we're gonna get noise complaints. <laughs> that or they're gonna. That or the car guys are going to get a compliment from the cop. That happens every now. Yeah, that happens every (laughs) now and then, too. Nice car, though. Yeah. Nice car, dude. Go get home safe. Don't do that on my streets. But just keep it in parking lots with no cars. (laughs) Make sure there's no cars. Yeah, and I think another thing that that, uh, that interview brings up is the fact that a police officer that say he's a rookie or a deputy to a sheriff how do they tell their upper to stop um well if you are a so we're going to be in the instance of a rookie if you are a rookie and you are if you morally feel like your superior is doing something wrong and endangering someone's life and endangering someone's life you first say something if he doesn't act on you saying something you physically intervene yes and on that same and note, then, you have to understand they, that, like, Homeboy has a gun. So, if someone's mentally unstable and in a fit of rage, I mean, we're all human. Cops aren't different. We're all human. So, I mean, I just feel like 100%. It, it is a very touchy time. I mean... I just feel like... I like how... I just feel like it's so... It's such a... It's such a family to be police officers. It's such a... That blue code that... I mean... I don't know. I don't want to say that our our police academies are fucked up. But I almost want to say our rookies are going to look at that and be like... I guess that's what that's what policing is about. We just look a lot. You just look, have to look at um, police like the military. The police are the military of the United States. But you are out there to like save lives and to protect like, and serve. Absolutely. Yeah, like even and even people breaking and, the law, you don't necessarily want to kill them. And a lot you only of, want to do that you unless you feel like. You're about to be. Their job is to protect and serve. Yeah, I was just saying. A lot of cops do protect and serve, and there are there are there are there are the few who are out of line. Who let me don't get corrected. Let me let me. uh, So did you hear? You know who Trevor Noah is, right? Yes. Did you hear his little bit about? uh, It's not about rotten apples anymore. It's about a rotten tree that gives out good apples every now and then. 
Explain. So he's saying that it's not bad apples. It, he's saying that in regards the system in the way that they are trained and the lack of their the lack thereof. He was saying that it all stems no, we've already, yeah, from we've, there. Yeah, no, we've already talked about that. There needs to be reform in in the training um, for certain. I think we need to start looking sh- hardly into certain police academies and what they teach and what they allow you to graduate with. I can just talk to, like, uh, let's see, San Diego. I don't have Diff, any, I don't have really any cop um, friends. San Diego, Orange County. Um, oh, no, Fresno. He was in, he's in Fresno. Um Maybe Colorado Springs. He's trying out for Colorado Springs. Uh, North North New Jersey Police. I can go and talk to them. Find out for you. Well, I, I know I, th- I know a lot of people that are that are police now. I think that it, it has come to that time where it's like. The public needs a say in what is in the policing in their towns. It it, it needs to go away from this governing kind of mm-hmm. thing. It needs to go away from. It was never. It was never meant to be. Yeah, it needs a to go, corporation. No, it needs to go away from this like one size fits all plan that we teach our fucking police officers. I think that. The towns can speak for themselves in oh, 200 years of research the town to know what is good yeah. and bad for the town, you know? As little, from as little as the town to statewide. Well, it should and still be run, nothing, it should still be run by... And uh, nothing bigger. It should still be run by mayors. I well, still, that's what I'm saying. It, that's what I'm saying is we have nothing more than statewide... And then yes, we, we because that's, you know why the government doesn't so want that, that though. No, so that's that's the issue is because we already are that. Okay. No, I know. The United but you know States why the government doesn't already, want that? Doesn't want what? They want a one size fits all, be, so they can say. Well, this works in all these other places. If it doesn't work here, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your system. True. Yeah. But but then I mean, you know what I mean. It's like a, it's like a cities are thing. all different, but some cities get a buy with fairly sm- I mean, fairly minimal tragedy. You know what I mean? Like, some cities do pretty good. The House reps, Senate, Congress, they forget that our states and our country should be ran like a business because that's what our country is. If you... Humbly, though. Humbly. Humbly. Because every state has its own economic structure. Um, So every state's going to have its own unique system. 
problem with that is all the people that I think are capable of doing that don't have the compassion to do it. They don't have the compassion to be successful and make no, it to not, have not everyone that. be on board. No, they get silenced by by the people with more money. They get silenced by. I don't they say get that. Silenced, they get silenced. By I don't the say that because Donald Trump was the guy to run the fucking the the country like a businessman. But he didn't have the compassion to get everyone on board. He didn't, and he also didn't give the power to just the mayors. No, he was in it just to be an asshole. He wanted to be an asshole to everyone he could. And the times where he had the opportunity to show compassion and to gain people, uh, gain support... Like, you can't tell me that he would have lost this election if he showed a little bit of compassion in certain situations. I think he showed... Showed a a little bit of humility. I think he showed as much compassion as he could for being from New York. Mm, I guess. And that's just my personal experience from... My time in New York. Seeing like... Like, I follow, like, Gary Vaynerchuk on... Online and on social media. And he's lived his whole life in New York. And he's just not like that at all. He is super compassionate. Super... Yeah, yeah, but what part of New York is he from? He grew up in the city. No, he grew up in the city. His dad had a little uh, shopping center right in New York City. Like a little vegetable market. A little hole-in-the-wall grocery store. And then I guess when uh, he got a little more successful, he got a, wa- a little wine nook in the, in the grocery store. And then that turned into buying the store next door and turning it into a liquor store, pretty much, and selling wine. And then that's where Gary, he got big because he turned his dad's little wine shop into mega buku epicness because he jumped on YouTube early and was one of the big YouTube guys, but he all he did was wine. So, when people searched, when Google became a thing, like, you'd search up, search wine and stuff. So, that there His videos would pop up. So, when you're... Go check out Gary Vaynerchuk. It's a mindset thing. Absolutely. It's a money, 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 money thing. It's hard to be money, 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 money when yes you have no. a family. Yes and no, but he, but you said he's compassionate, and that yes. means he's grateful for everything that he's worked for. Yes, gratitude is um, is shown. Gratitude, he's often. obviously shown that he shows it often. So he's got he's got that mindset of gratification, where you look at New York. And how 
like right now Cuomo is just screwing everyone over, which I yeah I'm starting I'm to not like that guy. Um, yeah, I I thought he was he was pretty good at his job during the whole beginning of the COVID, how he handled a lot of that shit. But then now the out. more of the fucking information that comes out, it's like you're a piece of shit, shit. dude. Right. <laughs> So you need to be hung from town square, dude. You killed you killed a bunch of old people with your policy. Yeah. Fuck Me even Cuomo. as a Democrat looking at so, looking at the Cuomo thing is like, man, come on, what the fuck are you, you have, doing? There's there it's just a mindset thing because Did you hear his excuse though? When you're going through shit. Did like, you hear his excuse though? So what was I supposed to do? So what was I supposed to do? Let him die at home? He said hospitals were overrun. Closest place I could put him to a hospital was a nursing home. It's like, yeah, but you put COVID people in with more elderly people. Yeah. Just like it was nothing. Like just put pe- pac- COVID patients in with elderly people in a nursing home, and you didn't think that would have negative effects. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, bring the elderly home to family. The ones that aren't infected. Yeah, tell them ahead of time. We're gonna turn this nursing home into a COVID a facility. COVID facility. We're either we- gonna move you. Or you you need to go home. You need, yeah. How fucking hard is that? So. It's New York City. There's how many fucking people in New York City? Put grandma on your couch. Motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, now she's dead. And now you're sobbing on your couch and like, yeah, grandma's dead. Well, you could have put her on your couch if it weren't for fucking Cuomo. Oh. Cuomo didn't even give you the option. That's where me and Devin thought up a plan that makes more sense than what he thought of. And how long did that take? Like 20 seconds. seconds? Something like that. I just I just can't sometimes, man. The, it's, dude, I, I really think that the city liberal logic starts to cloud politicians' head. They spend too much time Money in the city... No, they spend too much fucking time in the city. That they too. start to get that everyday that city logic that doesn't fucking make sense to anyone. We, us people that live out where we live, it doesn't even. We don't even understand the city life. Why would you want to live where skys where you can't even see outside your fucking there's skyscraper, skyscraper, apartments, apartments. I can't see the mountains. I can't, I can't see, see the my sky. Trees. There's no trees. Why would you want to live like that? Like, the suburbs, they make sense. I get it. The suburbs make sense. Suburbs are a great place to raise your kids for the most part. It's quiet. Your neighbors are great. Houses are close together. Cookie cutter houses. You can throw your neighbor toilet paper from fucking out your window. Yep. You're good. Fucking good. (laughs) You can have one lawnmower to every two houses. You just go over, borrow it, fill it full of gas. Your neighbor will be... Fucking, it's just ecstatic. You filled his lawnmower Lawn full of gas. Yeah. Bam. Hell, sometimes lawns small enough that you 
do both yours and your neighbor's. Yeah, name. you just take it. Hey, Mike, I got it. Don't worry, bud. You got it, Mike. You hey, let Mike, me borrow. Mike, you Mike, let Mike, me Mike. borrow it this week. Mike, I'm coming over for barbecue. You owe me. <laughs> I cut your lawn. Speaking of barbecue, John and Mom went and got a pit boss. Oh, we're not getting into that. That's slightly off. That's topic, slightly really. off topic, but yeah. you uh, you no, threw it out there. We're about halfway, so it's time to throw it into why we named this podcast. What's next, Devin? I want you to honestly tell me. I don't even know how to word this, other than saying like, what does? the Republican Party do next? What's next for the Republican Party? Um, well, for a while, everyone was going gung-ho about Trump 2024, or 20, yeah, 2020, and then 2024. I, I don't see it running that way anymore. Um... Not Donald Trump. I don't think Donald Trump Sr. will try and run anytime soon. However, because now Daddy has had time in office, I think one of his spoiled, rotten children might make a run for it. Kind of like Ivanka or Don Jr. Um, That's a potential. However... However, the one that I would 100% support from the Republican side that would run would be a Candace Owen. Oh, God. Candace Owens runs, yep. Black woman. You know what? I, I would, woman. too. I actually would, woman, too. Woman, you've got my support. You know, you know, all those years of me saying I fucking hate her, I have turned it around. I don't hate her. Because I know that she would, she would be a great president. Mainly because I know she would take these underprivileged African American communities into consideration. One of her first considerations, actually. And she would also not be the fucking stupid, all against guns, all against fucking everything that liberals want to I mean as a democrat I just hate the way that liberals the the classification politically of liberals I fucking hate it it pisses me off I I can't stand the way they look at guns I mean even the abortion thing they're you know uh, far too aggressive about it it's, it's like it's like we all understand we don't want to take away women's rights. But at the same time, abortion numbers are far too fucking high. Can't we agree on both of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We can agree. Why is that so fucking hard? Because this this because, this little be, this no, show is other, going to become something one day. Because some other and white you guy. guys, the people that listen to this show, are going to be the ones that launch this off 
and tell people about us and tell other people that guys you got to listen to these guys they are i mean at least this is what i think of devin i i think devin is spot the fuck on so you made me lose my train of thought i appreciate that compliment um there's a reason that you and me are are co-hosting shows this show this show means a lot to me our per both i don't even want to go into S- sotp but yeah dude i think making the move over to politic podcast type thing I think it's going to be our ticket. We just need to be more I, I, I think we need to try and reach out. You guys want to hear our list of people we want to bring onto the podcast? Pete Buttigieg. David Goggins. Eric Swalwell. Ben Sass. And that's it so far. Sounds like a bunch of your You know what? I would why, I would love to bring AOC on this. I would love to bring AOC on this podcast. I would love to talk to her. She would make my day. Because I would want to talk to her like we talk. About like like and I would want to hear her perspective, her numbers, her facts that she knows, you know what I mean? Because you know she's going to come she in. Knows. Well, you know she's going to come in with hardcore MSNBC facts. So, skewed facts. Or manipulated numbers skewed. from That's what skewed is. No, but like manipulated numbers from like who they interviewed like where yeah i guess it's still skewed numbers but so what does the republican party do as far as donald trumpism i i don't know because i don't know what that is to be honest um Look at that beautiful arm. Oh, now I'm not in there. Hey, guys. Um, I've... I don't know. This whole Trumpism thing is very weird. You don't like it, do you? It's just weird. Like... It's yeah, it's it is the current Republican Party though, wouldn't you say? <clears throat> no, not all of them. You like so? well, yeah, they might have thought he was the man, but who's next? They'll they're gonna figure something out. Um, I think Candace Owens, you're onto something there. As much as I, like I said, as much as I wanted to hate it, I I really think that she would take the black community into consideration. Uh, And I I, I just... 
Now, at the same point, I do think that she could totally just disregard it and have the outlook of it's all about it's all about how you grow up and getting out of shitty situations. Now, if she takes that outlook, I don't think she's going to I just don't think she's going to pay much attention to the black community, but my first instinct is that's not going to happen. <coughs> now, as far as Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell says that he is against the the Trumpism. He is pretty much ready to start fresh, get a different candidate that more aligns with their values. Well, Trump didn't align with their values to begin with. Exactly. So it's not surprising to see Mitch McConnell say, ah, never mind. We had four years of that. We tried that. It kind of worked. But it didn't really work. We still had riots in the streets. We still Listen. had the... And and more than ever, more than ever, <coughs> the president's words were taken completely out of context. I think that's happened more than any other president ever. So... Totally miscued a I'm, lot of his outlooks. I'm also going to... Say, because it was Mitch McConnell that had stated this, stated that. A lot of people have jumped on board, though, with his statement. And important people, like House and Senate But here's also the thing. Mitch McConnell himself needs to leave. Yeah, agreed. He's a piece of shit. I'm just saying... If we're going to move on from Trump, we need to move on from... McConnell. I'm just saying he was majority. Fuck Mitch. He was majority leader. Mitch the bitch of Mitch the snitch. He's actually the Grim Reaper. He's Mitch the Grim Reaper. Mitch the bitch the snitch with an itch. Yeah, I I think uh, I think you know I think and would love to see. I would love to Mitch see the Republican the Party go away from Trump, <coughs> go away from Mitch McConnell, and go to a Ben Sass. <coughs> from Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska? Yes. Um, yes. Ben Sass from Nebraska. I think he is the epitome of conservative values. And, I mean, yes, he's a white dude, but come on. The other one that I know I've said before was Crenshaw. I, Crenshaw, Crenshaw did some, but did some very not. questionable things while he was on the Joe Rogan show. Really? Yeah, he ran Joe Rogan for a conspiracy theory loop, and I did not appreciate that. And you could tell Joe Rogan didn't believe half the shit he said. Which I was like, yes. Fucking question him about that. But, yeah. I have to watch that. I think during that two or three hour video, however long it was, I think I only watched like an hour and a half, but that fucking guy 
really showed his true colors about who he is. He's not... I mean, yes, he's a badass guy with a gun and a veteran. But he's no different than me or you. He's just on his fucking computer at home. Checking shit out. Going through conspiracy theories. <clears throat> he said some very questionable things. And you'll you'll see what I'm saying when you watch it. <coughs> it's... <coughs> I don't... I would love to get Dan Crenshaw on this show. I would love to get Dan on this show. And I would love for him to make me eat those words I just said. But at the same time... Wow. And and it's been recorded. But at the same time... Just kidding, it's not going to happen. Dan, if you're listening out there, if, you, if this ever finds you, I want to talk to you about... <coughs> The fact that you have such an inside thing, you should know some of these conspiracy theories for fact. And I want to hear about them. Because some of the ones you touted off at Joe Rogan sounded complete bullshit. And even Joe Rogan had the, like what? Had the puppy dog face. Which, like, what, was the, what was the biggest one that you touted off? This is like, this is off topic. Yeah, that's making me go down another hole and I wasn't even thinking of right now. Uh, but he did go he did go through the uh the uh second amendment thing and Joe Rogan was pretty uh agree agreeable on all that until he started going into some of the things like I just think Dan Crenshaw he he tried to sugarcoat it a little more than it needed. Like, after everything he would say, he would go into exaggerations. Like, when they talked about the the gun thing, he he he, he literally said, uh, after they take our guns, they're going to go after our knives, our cars, our... Uh, painting a picture. Yeah. He was, painting well, a, he was trying to paint a picture. Well, yeah, exaggeration. But he does it after everything he says. So I kind of noticed a pattern. And then he talked about COVID. And went through fucking every conspiracy in the world about how the COVID, the, they have microchips. Or at least what they meant by the microchips. And it was funny, Joe Rogan was like, right, how does that work again? Like, he was just completely, like, overwhelmed with information. He didn't know how to take it all. I did. Was it, are you dumb? <laughs> I never heard that. You want to tell me about it? <coughs> so I think I think we have a pretty good uh picture for anyone who is wondering about where the Republican Party goes from here. I think we painted a pretty good picture. It's going nowhere right now. No, you have 
you have three options. You have the Candace Owen, the Trump, or the Ben Sass routes. Nah. Unfortunately. I, you know, I'll... I'll be damned. I won't even be damned. I just... I'm not even going to be shocked. It's going to be more of a numbing kind of thing if Trump actually wins again. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Round three. Yeah, if Trump oh, is reelected, I, I think uh, there will be bad things happen. I think uh, at that point, it's just going to be a shit show. A circus full-blown fucking what's the big uh, circus Olay it's gonna be the circus Olay of buttholes it's that's that's what's gonna happen it's gonna be the fucking the Ripley's believe it or anus something like that but I do think Candace Owens is probably our closest bet. What do you think? You think she runs 2024? No. I may be behind that. She needs to say a couple things for me to be completely on board, though. I'd be, I'd actually be like, shocked. Like, there are some super, there are some super neglected. Uh, neighborhoods and areas that need some attention. And hey, it is just 2021. Biden just got started. His infrastructure bill is massive. And you know who's running his department of transportation? My boy Pete. Shout out Pete Blueser. If you're listening to this, we want you on this show to talk about Infrastructure and transportation. Your infrastructure. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Wraps up number six. Guys, this has been our Purple Oath. We appreciate you guys coming over and listening to us. Oh, so much. Giving us comments and giving us love and... Yeah. Let us know what you think. Make sure you are subscribed to our channel in more than one place so you get our notification when we are live on Twitch. And Yeah. We're we're out of here. We'll tell you about um our results on the Republican Party next next episode. We're out of here. Devin says bye. <laughs> uh, that was the results on the Republican Party next time. That was, that was just funny, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say there. Was, what? Yeah. Uh, yes. Appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate you guys listening. We out.